Welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time being a part of this, I just want to say welcome. Thank you so much for being uh, here, whether you're listening to this or watching this. No matter where you're at, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that we all can relate to pain. We can all relate to hurt. We can all relate to chaos. And so Color and Chaos exists as a cry that no matter whatever the chaos is, is that, that's going on in your life, that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer, and he alone can take the chaos of our life and turn it into something so beautiful. And it's often through the chaoses of our life that we get to know him in a real and relevant way. And so I've seen that in my life, and, and I'm just so excited that you're a part of today's episode and this journey that we're on together. I, I want to take time to acknowledge the fact that if you are listening to this on Spotify, um, welcome. Uh, this is the first episode um, that this has been uh, new and launched on Spotify. Uh, previously, this podcast was on the um, Apple Podcast and also on Google Play Music Store, uh, but now it's on Spotify. So I just want to say welcome to anybody who is uh, jumping in for the first time through Spotify. It's an honor to be able to have you a part of this. And um, also, if if you're not aware, this podcast is also on YouTube. So if you rather um, watch this podcast as I record it, feel free to do so on YouTube. You can just search Color in Chaos, all one word, Color in Chaos, all one word, and you'll find it on YouTube, and uh, you'll be able to watch as well. But if you did listen or watch last week's episode, I opened up with a excerpt from a blog that I wrote back around 2016. As September 20th, 2016. So the original blog post back in September 20th of 2016 of Perspectives, which this this these two episodes are, are loosely based on, it, it just was written from a place 30,000 feet above the, the ground in an airplane where I was just observing um, everything within the plane and outside my window and just writing some um, some things that I noticed in that moment. And so it was honestly just kind of like a journal entry of what I saw in the plane and outside the plane and just the applications that I could see. And, and I was thinking about that whole idea of perspectives. And, and so recently, as I shared from last podcast, I shared um, the observations that I made as I saw the thunderstorm above the clouds and, and what that made me think about and also just kind of the anxiety attack that I had on the plane as it was descending and it was going through the clouds. And again, if you haven't listened or watched that episode, feel free to do so. Um, so I won't really uh, talk much about that, but I wanted to share a little bit more about that experience the last time that I flew a couple weeks ago and some of the things that I observed um, in that time. And so if you've ever flown before, then you know that you usually have to get there a, a lot earlier than when your flight takes off. And so for those that haven't flown, um, just a public service announcement, announcement, you always want to get there before your flight takes off because you have to go through security and you, it usually takes a while for you to get into the terminal for you to get ready to get on the plane. You never know in the world of aviation what was, what, what's going to go on. And so this last time that I, that I flew out, I had an experience when I was there and, and I went through, I got there early and I went through security and I was walking to the terminal and I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about the fact that in this terminal, there were so many people around me. And just to be honest with you, I, I, I've always kind of thought like this, and I don't know if I'm the only one that, that thinks like this, 
But every single time I'm around others, whether it be in uh, in the store or whether it be you know in at, at at a church or whether it be even in my apartment complex when I'm walking in um, to to where I'm where I'm living here and I see people or just wherever I am where I see people and just in public, I always have this weird moment where I just I it's it's just so weird it's so weird to me. It, it, it's just kind of, it's just a weird thing to me. And maybe, again, I might be the only one like this. But it's so weird to me to walk by somebody and not at least acknowledge the fact that they are there. Whether it is giving them eye contact, whether it's saying, hey, you know, whether it's, you know, even just a nod, whatever it is. I just feel really weird walking by somebody without acknowledging the fact that they're there. And I remember when I was a kid, I didn't really feel that social, um, I don't know really what to call it, but that that social just kind of rule that you don't, you know, acknowledge or you don't talk to strangers, you know, that, you know, what, what, what usually, you know, you're taught. And, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one. It's just, it's really weird to me. The fact that I'm walking by somebody who's living and breathing and that has stories and that has a life and, and has things that they got going on in their day and, and they're just like me. But the fact that I'm just going to walk by this person and not acknowledge that they're there, it's just really weird to me. And I, ever since growing up and everything, it's something I've kind of always struggled with. And, and I started really struggling with this whole social rule after I gave my life to the Lord. In June 2011, my life changed. And so I'm recording this in June. Um, so eight years ago, as of this month, that was the month that my life changed. And I stopped just knowing about Jesus. And I, I had a moment in my room on my knees that I said, Jesus, take my life. I am done. You are Lord of my life and that I'm going to follow you. And my life exists around you. You can have my life. I'm done. And when that happened, I, I started to see people differently. Where before that, it, it kind of was this selfish existence that I had in the sense that life was about me. And even though I would do things for others and I would serve them sometimes and, and go on, you know, service trips and, and all this other stuff and do good things, whether I do, you know, a, a kind thing for my mom or my dad or my siblings or a friend or somebody at school there, you know, I would do things like that. But deep down inside, it was always this selfish, it was a selfish just heart of just like, okay, what can I get from this? But yet after I surrendered my life to Jesus and I said, Lord, my life is yours. Like I, I am yours. Whatever you desire for my life, I'll, I'll do. I, I want to know you and I want to make you known. The moment that that happened, it, it turned from less of a, of, of a selfish um, existence to more of a, uh, of a surrender of, okay, Lord, like I want, I want to see things as you see that. I want to, I want to do things as you would do it. I want to know you and, and allow you to transform who I am. And so from that moment on, I started to see people differently. The Bible says that when we surrender our life to Jesus, that we receive his spirit, the same spirit that, that the Lord used to, to create the world back in, in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis. It's that spirit, the same spirit that was also working throughout the Old Testament, the same spirit that was in Christ, it, it dwells in us. And that spirit is what enables us to live and to be like Christ. And so receiving the Holy Spirit, it, it, was, it just changed everything for me. And so it, it just from that moment on, I saw people differently. And as I was in the airport this uh, last couple of weeks ago, I had another one of those moments. And again, I might be the only one like this. I don't think I am, though. 
I had another one of those moments that I was walking by people in this terminal and I was, I was, I was walking to my seat and walking to where um, we were going to wait to take off in the airplane. And, and it was just really weird to me. Just another one of those moments that happens all every single day for me. It was just really weird just to see all these people and to look at them or to, to, to say, Hey, or, or just something. And, but just have nothing. There's just like this wall. Like you don't talk to me and I don't talk to you. It was another one of those moments. And again, it happens every single day. So it was nothing really new. So I, I go and I'm seeing these people and, and I'm just, you know, kind of trying to stay to myself. And even though everything within me doesn't want to be like that, <laughs> I, I am because socially that's what you do. And so I go and I sit and I'm there about an hour early at this point. And so I sit there's somebody across from me. They're like reading a book or something. And and he kind of like looks up a little bit as I sit down, probably because he heard something. But, you know, again, no eye contact, no talking, you know, just, well, well you know, just going to kind of do this just to see if I see you, you know, just to make sure I'm okay. But I'm just going to go back to my book. And it was fine, you know, it's no big deal. You know, I, I, I sit down and and I'm just looking around. I'm looking around at every everybody that's that's here and... And I just have this moment where I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, I'm here for an hour. Let me, you know, spend time in your word and, and everything. And, and, um, you know, as I wait for my flight. And so I, I open up my Bible and, um, at, at this, at this point, as I was, as I was, you know, sitting there in the airplane and even now I I've been in Matthew. And so there was a passage in Matthew that I was reading and it was in, Matthew 18. So I was reading chapter 18 of Matthew where, where Jesus was, um, he, he was having an interaction with some children. And I wanted to read this because this is what I was reading there as I was in the terminal waiting on my flight and everything. And this is what Matthew 18 verse two to four says. It says this, Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as his little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to read that again. So anyone who becomes as humble as his little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So I'm reading this and, and I'm already kind of just, you know, being honest with the Lord of just like, okay, Lord, like I just feel really weird. I hate being in social situations because I hate being around people and feeling like I can't talk to them or I can't have eye contact with them and, and all the stupid games that we play as people when in reality, like these are people, you know, they're just like me and we're all sitting in this terminal going somewhere like, you know, but yet we're all silent. We're all silent. And so I'm talking with the Lord and I'm reading this passage, just talking about being like a little child. And, and it's just like everything within me was just like, oh, like, Lord, I, I feel like that little child <laughs> in a world of like, not little children. And, you know, like, Lord, what do I do? You know, like, you know, what, what, how, how do you want us to be? You know, is this the way that you, it should be? You know, just doing, sitting in our little corners and not talking to anybody and everything. And I'm not saying that I, I go through my day and nobody talks. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's so many opportunities in the day just to get to know one another, but yet it just doesn't happen. And sometimes I'm the problem. Sometimes I'm so caught in my own little world that I, I don't focus on others. So again, I'm not saying that everybody else has this problem and I'm not, but it's, it's just, you know, it's just this game that I get caught up in and others get caught in. 
And I'm just saying, Lord, what is your perspective? What is your perspective? How, how, do you, how do you envision us doing life with one another? How do you see? Lord, what do you see? What do you see in me as I'm sitting here and I'm wrestling through this? And, you know, what do you see? What is your perspective? And what is your perspective? And as I was sitting there, I was just looking around and, and there was a guy in front of me and, and you know, he was reading a book and I, I saw, you know, a kind of around me, uh, in the aisle in front of me waiting and sitting, I saw a guy and a girl and they were just kind of talking amongst themselves and, and I was sitting next to a guy and as, as I sat down, I, I kind of said, hey, and the person just kind of, you know, looked at me and just kind of went back to whatever he was doing. He was on his phone or something. And, and so I'm sitting there and I do what I do when I don't know what else to do. I just write or I journal or whatever. It's just a way that I process things. And so I'm sitting there and, and I wrote this. I wrote this poem as I was sitting there. And, um, and I wanted to read that uh, for you now. And, and it's called Like a Child. But this is what I wrote as I was sitting there in this airport terminal. I said this, creating me a heart that is different, different from the pomp and the pride of indifference, sensitive and set apart for the brokenness and need of the savior for strength through this create in me a heart that is humble, humble, like a child who knows he stumbles, not afraid to know that he does not know too dependent on the father to desire to be alone. Create in me a heart that's generous, generous with open hands, not closed fist, who sees blessings as a gift and not what is owed who knows that I came with nothing and nothing but you I'll hold. Create in me a heart that's focused, focused on the reality that there's so much more than all this, secure in who you are and who you're making me into, a heart that seeks and rests in only you, a heart that seeks and rests in only you. As I was there in the airport, and meditating on that verse that I read there in, in Matthew 18, where Jesus says, you know, unless you come like a child, you'll never know me. I couldn't help but just think that, okay, Lord, you see us. The Bible says all throughout the scripture, you see us as sheep. You see us as sheep, as helpless sheep. Sheep are helpless without a shepherd. A sheep will just eat and eat and eat and just go and go and go until, you know, they wander away from the pack and that's when they get devoured. That's when they're dinner, you know, because they're away from the protection of the sheep. So a shepherd is there and the shepherd keeps the sheep within the flock and protects the flock. Yet the, the Bible and Jesus calls us sheep. And yet he looks at these sheep and he says, look, unless you're like a child, you'll never know me. No matter what you have going on in your day, no matter what you have going on in your life, no matter what's going on in your head, in your heart, you are a person. You are a person and you have a creator. I have a creator. We have a creator that created us with a purpose that goes far beyond anything, anything this world can offer. That you and I do not just exist to sit and just to live life. <laughs> but if we were created, we were created with a purpose. And I don't know about you, but I just, I don't want to settle on trying to think I know what my purpose is. I want to know my purpose. 
And I know it goes far beyond just living and breathing and doing and accomplishing. So I'm just like sitting there in that, in that <laughs> lobby or the, you know, terminal there at the airport. It's almost like the Lord just kind of reminded me just the fact that we're in this together. We're in this together. And so often we forget that. So often we forget that, you know? There was a moment where in the, uh, where we were sitting, where um, the, the stewardess that was there by, you know, uh, to finally, you know, check our, our, check our passes before we get on the plane, you know, she announced an update saying um, that the flight got delayed. And the first time that it got delayed, I saw people around me just kind of get a little f- frustrated. And, you know, to be honest, in- internally, I was a little frustrated as well. Um, I had somebody waiting on me and uh, down in, in Alabama where I was flying to. And and so immediately I thought, oh, you know, uh, the person that's waiting on me is going to, you know, have to wait. And so, yes, I was, I was frustrated. But again, there was, it was beyond our control. It's nothing we can do. The second time it got delayed, I noticed that people started getting a little bit more frustrated and a little more vocal, vocally frustrated. And and I noticed the second and third time that the plane got delayed that the, the, the people that were around, there were some people that were around that started kind of taking it out on the stewardess that was announcing this information. Again, this stewardess had nothing to do with the flight getting delayed. She wasn't in the cockpit of the plane that was flying or, or, or she wasn't in the air traffic control that was making these decisions. The stewardess was just relaying information. Yes, she was taking the she was taking the attack of what was going on, and and, and I couldn't help but just think as I saw the, uh, some people around me just start to just verbally just get uh, frustrated at the stewardess. I just couldn't help but think, you know what? This, this is stupid. This is stupid. So often we just you know we we look at the people around us and and we just you know they're the object of our wrath. But we're all in this together. We're all in this together. The stewardess wants us to get on the plane just as much as we want to get on the plane. And everybody there that's sitting in the, in, in, in the terminal wants to get to their destination just like the other person. And so often we, we just take, just we're just so just, you know, anxious and just frustrated. And we have all these high emotions. And, and I just was thinking, Lord, what do you see in this moment? How, how would you perceive this moment? What, w- what would be your perspective? Recently in these podcasts, I, I, I read from Matthew 14. I forgot which episode it was. I, I think it was about two or three podcasts before. But I read from Matthew 14 where, where Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, died. He was beheaded. And he was assassinated. And, and Jesus was, was trying to get alone to pray. And he was going to go pray and go mourn, just like any one of us would do. And yet, as he went to be alone, there was 5,000 people plus that followed him, that wanted him to heal them and, and you know, wanted them to talk on them. And, and what it says, it says that Jesus had compassion on them and he healed them. And not only that, but that's where you see the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And so Jesus takes the, the, little, you know, the little bread that they had, and the little fish that they had, it says they had five loaves and two fish. He took it and he broke it and, and everybody was fed. And as they, you know, go away and they go away happy, Jesus still left there to mourn and to pray. And, you know, I just can't help but think, but there's so much things. There's so much things 
Jesus easily could have dismissed the people that were around him because in his world right now, there was so much junk going on. His cousins just died, but instead he had compassion on them. And I don't know about you, but I want to have compassion like Jesus. I want to see others as Jesus sees them. And I, I can't help but think that, the, you know, so often there's just so much that we focus on that we miss the big picture. We miss the fact that we're all in this terminal. We're all in this terminal. We all want to get somewhere. But there's such a bigger picture. What about you? What are you thinking about? What are you going through today? Where are the traps that in your day, it could get so easy just to focus on yourselves and miss the fact that like we're in this together, that we have a creator that created us for a purpose. And that purpose is to know him and to make him known. And there's no way that we're going to do that if we focus on ourselves, if life exists around us, whether you're a follower of Christ or you're not, no matter who you are, they're so easy to fall in that trap that life is about me and to miss the opportunities and the, that are around us to see things as he sees it. It makes me think also of this Psalms 84 and the psalmist in this says this, how lovely is your dwelling place. O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord with my whole being, body and soul. I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the sh swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my God and my King, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. At the end of the day, this is just four verses. At the end of the day, we all long for this, whether we know it or not. We all not long for this. We all long for that joy and that peace. It's not found here. It's not found being in your bubble, in my bubble. It's not found here. Verse five, it says this, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who has set their minds on the pilgrimage to, to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. O God, look with favor upon your king, our shield. Show favor to the one that you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. What joy for those who trust in you. What joy for those who trust in you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy being 30,000 feet above. Right now I'm sitting in this apartment looking out. There's cars going by. Each car, each person has a story. Yeah, we're all united under a creator who loves us and has a plan for us. Yeah, we're so divided because we don't focus on that. We don't focus on that. We don't focus on that. There's such a bigger picture than this. There's such a bigger perspective.
my heart for this podcast is just to be a conversation. And so during this time, I, I, I pray that this conversation has encouraged you to think less of what you have to get done in your day or what you may be going through. And instead, just lift up your hands and surrender. Say, Lord, I'm yours. God, I want to see things as you see them. I don't want to get caught up in the terminal, (laughs) keep waiting for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and get so focused on myself that I miss all that's around me and that you have created me with a purpose and that purpose goes far beyond me. That I am not the main character of this story. That's honestly what this episode is. And, and, and I honestly just wanted to end this episode, um, you know, finishing the, the blog post from back in 2016. And, and again, I, my hope and my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and a relevant way. I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what, you know, what you will go through, but I just pray that there's something in this that, that meets you where you are, that you will know that you have a creator, savior, sustainer that loves you that loves you so much and that he gave it all. He gave it all. He gave it all. And he is living and he is alive. He is alive. He is alive. And an identity wrapped around Jesus is far better than an identity wrapped around self that is dead and decaying and broken and selfish. And so this is the, this is the end of, of the, the post from September 20th, 2016. This is what it says. As I look out, I am reminded of a recent memory where I was standing by Lake Michigan on the same ground I am now looking down below. I remember in that moment by the lake feeling so small in a world so big. Yet now, as I am so high, that big, big world seems so small. As I now look down through the clouds passing me by, I notice that nothing changed but my perspective. I begin to see 30,000 feet above the ground in this airplane that I'm in, that in every moment, both in day and in night, all around us is a light that cannot be hidden. As I look out my window, I see a light from the sun, a light that we cannot escape. Even if we close our eyes, even if we fail to look at it, even if night comes 30,000 feet above the clouds, I'm reminded that the sun never stops shining, even though we can't see it. Even when it may appear as if the sun is not present, even as the plane passes through a cloud and a sense of panic begins to overwhelm me, it can only take a single ray of light to pierce through for clarity to overwhelm me as the light provides hope to what was once believed to be lost. Even the king of the night sky, the moon, reminds me as it reflects the light of the sun that just like the tornado, or like the hurricane that can form below. Darkness will always succumb to the presence of light, just like a hurricane will eventually stop and a tornado will eventually end. Clouds remind me of the presence of grace protecting those below from the sun's rays. The squares of farmland that I see below my airplane window remind me of the toil from the soil that came after the rebellion that started at the very beginning of time. The blue waters remind me of the unique provision and the status among all of creation. The turbulence that I feel by the aircraft reminds me that we are still under uncontrollable mercy that is outside my grasp or control. And as I am looking out into a sea of wonder, 30,000 feet above all I know, tears begin to fill my eyes. 
I begin to think of the tons of times that I wasted thoughts and time worrying about things that will rot away when my time is done on this planet. I begin to try to imagine the sorrow our Creator feels to zoom in, to view on His precious daughter on her knees, heartbroken and crying out for relief in the house below. I also begin to try to imagine the sorrow He feels to see a husband and a wife venomously yell at one another with hurt and insecurity spewing from the mouths that He created. I begin to try to imagine what my God saw when he saw me snap a photo by Lake Michigan as I look in awe and wonder at the beauty of a simple sunset weeks ago. Looking out into the sea of blue and white, I begin to cry because all I see is grace. Grace and grace. All I see is grace. Whether standing on land or 30,000 feet above the world we know, We have a creator relentlessly trying to capture our attention, relentlessly trying to change our perspective from instead of looking at ourselves to start to look at the big picture while acknowledging the amazing grace that surrounds us day by day. Whether standing on land or 30,000 feet above the world we know, we have a creator relentlessly trying to capture our attention, relentlessly trying to change our perspective from instead of looking at ourselves to start to look at the big picture all around us while acknowledging the amazing grace that surrounds us day to day. And all along, as the sun makes life possible, the word of God made it all and the word of God holds it all still. John 1 and Hebrews 13, 8. In my seat, 30,000 feet suspended, as thoughts and memories begin to flood my mind, I am reminded that all this life is for is to acknowledge our Creator and with joy surrender our nothing to His everything, to His will for our lives. Looking out into the beauty of the skies and the land below, I am absolutely humbled that we have a God a creator, savior, sustainer, pursuer, father, friend, provider, comforter, teacher, guide, and a light that is relentlessly pursuing us. We are pursued so that we can come to him and see him for who he is and who we are. There is an enemy who spends every moment of every day pridefully attempting to keep our perspective on things below, attempting to keep our perspective on things that are temporary who desires us to keep thinking that this life is about ourselves. Yet our Creator calls to us, and He calls us to lift our eyes towards Him instead of attempting to fill the void in our lives with temporary relief for a greater need that only He can fill. Looking down, I begin to see how small we really are. And I begin to see that seeing how small we are gives us this perspective needed for us to surrender to how big and how magnificent our God and our Savior is. Everything we desire in this life, everything we spend our lives trying to obtain from this world in order to fill the crevices and the holes in our hearts and our soul can be found in our Creator, Savior, Sustainer, and His name is Jesus. I cry in this moment as I look out my window because my perspective changes from my failures to my Savior. 30,000 feet above ground, I realize that we spend so much time fighting a war that has already been won. No matter where we go, no matter whether we rise or we fall, no matter our thoughts, 
no matter our deeds. The main character is the son of our God, and his name is Jesus, who knows us greater than we know ourselves. Psalms 139 and Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. We have a God who is present 30,000 feet above and present within the presence of our breath as we are on the ground below. We have a God who is interested in the major life decisions and interested in our day-to-day mundane plans. And through it all, our God loves us so much and our God loves you so much. May whatever seems so big in our lives begin to see, be seen for how small it really is. May our perspectives be renewed by the word of God and by the testimony of the beauty of life and creation all around us. Just like my perspective is renewed looking down on what seems so big as I was standing by Lake Michigan, but yet now is so small as I'm looking from up above. Regardless of the chaos around us, may we reflect on this beautiful hymn and it sings like this. Oh, so are you weary and troubled. No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior. And life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strange. Lead him in the light of his glory and grace. My prayer is that the things of earth will day to day begin to grow strangely dimmer and dimmer as we grow closer and closer to our Savior. When you're in a plane, takeoffs mean nothing if there is not a proper landing. May we begin to truly see that our lives is meaningless without surrendering to the anchor of meaning. May we hold on to the light that never leaves, never hides, never surrenders. May our perspective be shaped around the reality that the light has already won the war. That our Savior, Jesus, has already conquered the grave and overcome our sin. With tears in our eyes, may our lives say thank you as we live with the perspective of heaven, following after our creator, savior, sustainer. Eternity begins the moment we surrender our lives. Heavy heart, may we live just like what was just read, that the things of this earth will get strangely dim and dim and dim and that our perspective will be that of our creator, savior, sustainer, and that we will see others the way that he sees them, and we will see ourselves the way that he sees us, and the fact that we, we will acknowledge that we are not our savior, that we are broken, and that we are, we are shattered on our own, and that we are selfish, and we were evil on our own, but yet we have a God that, that has paid it all for us to know him, 
to know him and he has set us free from the bondage of ourselves and selfishness that so easily could just encapsulate our life and our day-to-day existence. May we live with that perspective of everything else getting strangely dim and just being like a child. Just being like a child. Heavy heart, you were created for a far greater purpose that goes far beyond that your perspective that you see things the way that you do. May our perspective be changed by the word of God that we start to see ourselves and we start to see him and we start to see others the way that he designed it to be before we messed it all up through our sinful pride and our rebellion. Lord God, just thank you so much. Thank you so much that even though our perspectives may be skewed and we can get so caught up on the things that don't matter and we can see others as objects, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word, your truth. Lord, the fact that you are living and active, that you are quick to forgive. Lord, that you have lived the life that we couldn't live. Yet you give us your spirit through surrender. When we surrender our lives to you, you give us your spirit. And your spirit leads us into all righteousness and leads us to truth through your word and through knowing you. Lord, as we live, each day is an opportunity to know you more and to be more like you and to acknowledge our shortcomings, but to also be able to come alongside others and connect them to you. Lord, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity today, no matter what we are going through. This world cannot take away our creator, savior, sustainer. The world cannot take away our identity that is wrapped around you. Lord, and we have the opportunity to come alongside others and to love them and show them the love and the grace and the mercy and the compassion that we crave so often. Lord, we are in this together. We are not an island. We are not alone. Lord, this life is about you and you alone. Lord, help us have your perspective. Help us live with that perspective at 30,000 feet. (laughs) The things that seem so big are so small to you, yet you care so much about them all. You care about us, Lord. We surrender to you. Jesus, take our life. We are done. We are done. We are done living for us. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. And, and please feel free to reach out to me. God bless you. I pray you have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See you next week. Love you. Bye.